Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. Oh, October's just kind of been kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. Just not been feeling good throughout my back, you know? And it's like, hey, this is my month to really enjoy skeletons and shove everything made of pumpkin down my gullet. Like, this is supposed to be a great month for me, personally. So it's very disrespectful for the universe to, um, you know, do things like throw your back out when you're slicing cheese. No, no, you know, I was counting cheese, so... Oh, sorry, I don't... I was in for inventory. I wasn't even, like, I was just, like, count... I mean, it was a lot of squatting, okay? Because you gotta okay. get low into that into that cheese island, oh, Well, you know? I just... I was talking to my brother about it. He also sometimes works on a deli, so he was like, yeah, I could see that. And I thought it was when you were slicing the cheese, so... <sighs> no, I was... Must have been when I was squatting to count, you know, just mm. a constant up and down. Yep. Yeah. And honestly... For the past, this is like the third year in a row where October has just been the absolute pits. Yeah, October's like not a good month for me. Like, it it should be. Like, I want it to be. Like, I get to start wearing sweaters again, which I am so into. I get hot drinks again. Because, you know, it's like in the summer. Oh, it's so hot. I don't really want a hot drink. Like, I'm turning my mug warmer on again. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, because I want to keep my I want to keep my coffee warm now. Or when it's hot, I'm like, you can cool down. Yeah, I think I've accepted that. October is going to be kind of like a mixed bag for me because I really like the month because one, I like Halloween. I like all the fall stuff. Love the changing leaves, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, and a lot of my, um, a lot of Libras in my family, I, I think I've mentioned this yeah. before, but like, now it's the month my cat died. <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah, also, la- you know, yeah. the, the birthday of a friend we've lost. So it's like, it's like, hmm, yeah. there's like a lot of, there's like a lot of like things that I'm like, hmm, this month I want to celebrate yeah, and it just like really starts getting darker. Yeah, which the, is it, like the sun goes so, so fast. Yeah, and it's like, oh, guys, I already have regular depression. And yeah, here comes if you the haven't seasonal, already, folks, start taking your uh, vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, but you know what? Yeah, they're really starting to put out uh, fall stuff earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Like some of it's out by August, so maybe we all should just kind of start. Maybe we should just start in, like, late August and September. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, September can be kind of warm, but I just don't know why we don't embrace full-on. I think it's because, like, there aren't any holidays really in September, so folks are hesitate, but I no. saw, I've been seeing Halloween stuff, though, all over in September. Yeah. Just, I think, so, yeah, just go full in. September's not the start of fall. Decreed. Yeah. Decreed. Uh, summer goes to the 20. Don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> it's, it's fallen my heart. Have you read anything, at least? Because we're getting to some weather that you want to just curl up inside with some hot tea and a good book. Um, I'm still making my way through uh, Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. So, no, I've not managed to read anything new this week. How about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I was reading this. Libby took it away from me, but I will get it back. Oh, and you know what? 
<laughs> there's no one having it. I don't have to even put it on hold. I can just grab it. All right. Um, so I have Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. And uh, I I found this one in a list when I was like, what do I read? Because I really miss Yellow Jackets. Um, <laughs> and this is in the list. And I, like 10 years ago or so, I read Going Bovine by Libba Bray. And I remember just really enjoying her writing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this could be fun. And she actually narrates the audiobook herself. Which, like, she's done, like, a bunch of really fun things with. It's, um, it's about teen beauty queens who go down in a plane crash on an island. Ah. Like, pretty Lost style. Like, they they reference Lost in there, you know. There's some fun poking at Lost. And so it's, like, all these girls, and it's kind of like, oh, I'm stuck with all these, like, vapid beauty queens. And it's like, but I'm a girl. I'm actually a reporter. I'm here to, you know... Get the scoop or whatever. You know, yeah, get, yeah, you know, expose this for the bad stuff it is. And it's really like, I mean, hey, if you're not feeling great about the political climate, this is really, this was written in like 2017. It's really like um, capitalist hellscape for sure that these people are living in. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it's like, then it's like, so you kind of like meet that one girl first. She's like a journalist who wants to get the scoop. But then it's like, no, and it's kind of her realizing, and you probably, if you um, need to realize that girls go deeper, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, all these people are actually, like, complex human beings. And right, I'm learning some of that misogyny that I'm yep. not like every other girl. Yeah, so it's just, it's just really fun, because there's some girls who's like, we're going to be picked up at any time, okay? So we need to work on our dance routine. And the other one's just like... We need food. <laughs> We're stuck on an island. Right. Um, so, yeah. And there's um, some good LGBTQ representation Love that. so far that I am uh, getting into. Like, I'm not too far, but um, I'm excited because I just got um, Grady Hendrix. What is it? Horror Store? Mm. Oh, yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I, Who's yeah. To say? I've had that in my so, read. Yeah, I've had that on hold for like weeks and weeks and weeks. So I'm probably gonna do that one next so I can finish it, and uh, it's just it just in time. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to have that on deck. Other than that, uh, speaking of things getting colder, yeah, I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? segue that you didn't really ease us into that at all and uh, no no i didn't but you know what you, it's you harsh started the segue, like this winter and then yeah i mean that you just said that i mean <laughs> you're like speaking of things getting colder and then did the intro and i was like oh uh, uh yeah what i i don't know it's winter here and we're all starving yeah um and kind of left it at, a, at an odd spot and a weird uh weird well, uh well but let's review real quick we yeah, um, but we did have the kitty pets and the rogues and the basically non-clan cats attacked and we're really actually kicking butt. So I genuinely don't understand like 
it's yeah whatever it, it makes sense they're like well they're not like us and it's like okay great perfect um we're here to kick the prejudice out of you yeah but uh I, they kick the prejudice in to um well even firmer into uh, uh ragged uh ragged pelt claw? yeah ragged pelt ragged pelt jeez okay sorry ragged Remember, pelt. He's, a, he's a scrungly guy <laughs> Yeah, Ragged Plout um, ends up that this whole charge was led by his dad, who's also the father of uh, Russet uh, Paw. Russet Fur? Is it? Have, has she got Russet her? Paw. Okay, I was like, I can't She's remember. not a warrior yet. Yeah, she hasn't got a warrior name yet. And so um, he, you know, it's wild. He was like, this is for the clan, but he like broke a clan rule. Because, like, it, when they say don't kill, do they mean... I mean, he justified it by saying that he wasn't a clan cat, so it's cool I killed him. And we will see this used as an excuse sometimes. Once again, we like, really need some clan lawyers. Um, yeah. Not that, you know... <laughs> somebody needs to be an expert in the warrior code and help uh, everybody else interpret it. But maybe it makes it more realistic of, you know, you know, people have international laws that are broken and then no one does mm-hmm. anything about it. Maybe that's more realistic. Anyway. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> uh, and then he was like, no, don't you remember Yellowfang? You were being attacked. And Yellowfang's like, what? And then he just told that story. And then like Russipa's like, oh, that was my dad. And and Yellowfang's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we Ooh, went back, awkward. and then uh, Ragged uh, Pelt was like, yeah, he was attacking Yellowfang, and Yellowfang didn't say anything, which I guess I get, because like he was being a big old jerk, and I don't know, she was kind of like, whoa, yeah, it's kind of like, what do you do? Like, no, he's lying. He killed that guy in cold blood. Like, yeah, and it's like I feel like if she said something, it. She could have had people believe her, but also it would have been, like, it would have been, I don't know. It's a weird thing, because, like, I understand maybe why she didn't want to say anything, because, like, what would anyone do? Like, how how would he be punished? Yeah. It wasn't like he killed a clan cat, and, like, it's not fair. I don't don't think, I think the no-killing rule should extend past clan cats. Because that's just messed up to like just kill when when we're not supposed to do that. But okay. Um, I mean, I guess I understand kind of. It's it's like oh, somebody is trying to kill you. They will not stop until they kill you. If like it's different. someone from outside that's the clan. Different. Yeah. This yeah, and I think that's supposed to be like. what it's for. Right. Yeah. Well, that's supposed to be what the sidestep is for. That's usually what we see the sidestep for. Is these guys are coming at us so. And, um, but in it makes sense, like in when we've had people kill each other, like in battle and stuff, it's it's in battle. Like usually they're not yeah. intending to kill each other, but they sometimes die or they just you know, you know, it can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. totally different than just randomly killing a dude because he was your dad and being a jerk. Um, yeah. Like he, what, I'm not saying he's a good guy. I don't think no. he should have been murdered. Heavens, no. <laughs> it was not a murder role offense. Yeah, he should have like left right away when he realized he'd made a mess. But. Right, or or honestly, Ragged Ragged Pell could have just stepped away. 
Ragged Paul could have yes, just walked he really away. Could've. He knew how to. He knew he could have just left with his mom. Um, yeah, I guess we should not victim blame the murdered dude, even though he was a tool. No, uh, yeah, no I'm not saying away. anything he did there was right, but also like, yeah, I don't know. Break his leg. Don't kill him. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you could have done anything but slash his throat. Right. Like you could have like, t- you know, long tail, take it out in the ear. Um, <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. to kill him. But um then like, just like drive him into the ground with a you know a strong just hoof. right yeah like, just punch humiliating. him like you can like that Gets I think the, like yeah. that's fair if your dad's being a jerk I mean don't punch people but you can punch him like uh, but yeah 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 like you know like that whatever if the alternative is killing him you can punch him yeah like okay yeah so we the um. So that all that whole mess happened, and then now we're hunting. Yeah. Like we're all starving, and we're 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 hunting. We and then Ragenford decides to be a jerk and starts like gaslighting her about what happened again. And, yeah, and, and it's, and it's like, like funny he's like saying it to her and no one else is around, and she's like, "Yeah, no, that isn't like what happened." And he's like, "Yeah, it was." And it's just like you, but like I was there. You might be lying to yourself, but I know what happened. And then. Yeah. And then we, and then she says, uh, and then he's like being a jerk towards like the, uh, once, uh, loners, now clan cats. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and he's like, she's like, yeah, well, you know, she's your sister. And she's like, oops, he didn't know that fact. And he decides <laughs> to go like really mean and we're hunting a blackbird, which I don't think she's going to get. Cause I think this guy's going to be such a jerk that he would rather have his clan starve than have yellow fang capture a bird. That's what I think is about to happen. And that leads me to the most important question now of this entire book. Why in the world are you going to have a kid with him? I am so sorry you were so hopeful for this romance. Okay, but can you blame me? It started out pretty good. It did. It had a very promising start. Like, there were maybe some, like, little red flags, but it's like, oh, you could grow out of this. Okay, it sucks because this feels like I'm not attracted to men, but... This feels a lot like, I think, and, you know, you can uh, uh, tell me if you've experienced this, but young boys have this switch, I think, that happens where in, like, middle school and into high school words, very easily they go from being, like, kind of mean to very prejudiced very fast. And, I mean... it, it, I'm not saying just boys. It can also happen with girls. But like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like, and I I can I can see this happening where he started out with this thing that just kind of bothered him, and thing people people were saying it all the time, and then it developed into a thing, and he was justified by the fact that his dad was a jerk to him to be like, oh well, and I will now like kill any sort of kitty pet. So it's like I can I it, I think I would be like more upset about it if the character development didn't like make sense like because i can see it there were hints of it throughout his story so far what i like about his character but it perplexes me now for miss uh yellow thing <laughs> is i just like how you can see very realistically like you see that happen with some people you know where they start out just kind of like oh maybe they have a couple of prejudices but they can unlearn that no they don't unlearn that now they're just like super yeah. duper prejudiced and now he now they're like, watching Andrew Tate, and it's like, oh, <laughs> and he's just like, I hate kitty pets. I will not be changed because my dad was a jerk, and that proves that all kitty pets are jerks. Oh yeah. no, that was just a bad experience. 
Yeah. There was a it's reason like your any... mom didn't introduce yeah. you to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sucks because she, I feel like she genuinely tried to not have that happen. Yeah. And I guess, like, maybe, you know, he was asking, he was asking, maybe she would have told him one day when she he was older. But also, I guess he's had a bad time. I don't... And he is older now, and I don't know. I, I feel like there's no... She probably didn't deal with it entirely the right way, but also, we don't know their full story. Maybe she was still hurting and didn't know how to, like, say it without, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't really know anybody's ages aside from the ones who we've seen be born. Right. Just because of, like, we don't really have any shadow clan mm. background knowledge but like i think featherstorm was said to be pretty like you know she was young when she was doing this yeah so you know like maybe you know it's like she made a mistake like she obviously thought she liked this guy enough to have a kid kids with him right and he ended up you know it's, I think it's very possible that, like, after they she realized she was going to have a kid, that he, like, the relationship changed. You know, it stopped being fun Yeah, for him. And, like, she was like, oh, he's the worst. I'm never going to see him again. Or, you know, yeah. there might have been some back and forth. She might have kept trying to see him. But, like, you know. And at some point, she made the decision, I'm not going to see this guy anymore. And I'm not going to tell my kids about it. Um, and people made I a mean, s- and she said he gave up, uh, like, he gave up that title a long time ago, right. you know? So I'm sure... So... It was... Pro- honestly, I could see it happening where she told him, she's like, oh, I'm expecting kids. And he's like, ah, no, this was not supposed to be that. And she's like, well, what did you expect? What happened? Yeah. So... All right. So we're coming up on that Blackbird. Star Clan, don't let me miss this one. She leaps forward and sinks her claws into the bird. Oh, maybe we will get the Great bird. Great catch! Ragged Pelt exclaims, patting up to her. What is his wrong with eyes you? gleam and his bad temper had vanished. I can't do this. I don't. I can't I'm do sorry. this. He's about to yo yo her gonna so be doing hard. This. this is about to be so yep. toxic. I don't think any of the yes. toxic relationships we've been in is go- are going to prepare me for this. Because <sighs> I'm like, I can well, see the writing. Will- I can see the writing on the wall. Yes. The writing on the wall is he's going to be fine, except for when those things come up. And when those things come up, he's going to be unmanageable and unhinged. And that's not good. That's a bad relationship. And now what is he doing? He's, you know, he, he's, he he's from, you know, doing the love bombing. It's, it's the stuff where he's like, yeah, I just yelled at you and was like, don't ever talk about my deep dark secret ever again. And I hate you. Oh, good job. Of talking about it like adults. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like everyone has those things that they like, they can be unreasonable and unhinged about, but the secret to being friends and also like you know in a relationship is you have to be able to talk about it and or also like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now he's gonna talk about their futures. So what? He wonders to her when they'll get their first apprentices. They must be ready to be mentors by now. Sure they are, Yellowfang agrees, but it might be a while. There's only Cloud Kid in the nursery. Ragged Pelt nods. He wants them to be mentors together. He fixes a warm gaze on Yellowfang. Wouldn't it be great if he was leader and she was his deputy? He pauses, and Yellowfang sees uncertainty in his eyes. That is if she wants to be with him, he adds. 
are you asking me out? Because this is the craziest way to do it. Um, but also, I hate it because it's like, <sighs> I had a friendship yeah, like this uh, where when they did something that was upsetting, you know this, that they would do something yeah. that was like secretly <laughs> upsetting. And I'd be like, hey, that was really upsetting. And they just like would pretend it didn't happen, not want to talk about it. And that is like, oh, it like it's so gross. It's so toxic to me. But it's like, I get where, where blue, where, no, blue fang is what to call her. <laughs> um, <yeah>, blue, oh. <laughs> That's a great ship. Uh, uh, I, I get where yellow fang is at. It's so much easier to just go along when yeah. you're in a good mood. To not, mm-hmm. to not, that I think that's why she didn't say anything about his lie, because it's just easier to go with the lie, because what are you going to do, explain that he killed the guy and, like, broke a rule, maybe? Um, and what? Yeah, is she going to narc? Right, so I, oh. also, okay, but now, all right. after all that, he's like, wow, wouldn't it be great if, has she even ever talked about wanting to be deputy? <laughs> Well, he's got big ambitions. He's so painting I'm a picture read, or, and put her in there for some reason. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna read this next part, and I, you can try not to scream, um, so I can get through it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Yellowfang blinks up at his handsome face and troubled eyes. She wishes he could always be open with her like this, that he could curb his temper and occasional obstinate silences. But what had it been like growing up without knowing who his father was? Like, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> not bad enough to kill him. Then to find out he was a kitty pet who wanted nothing to do with him? Isn't it understandable that Ragged Pelt would be angry and reluctant to talk sometimes? So she's trying... So she's doing she's what you just said. She's saying I can fix she's him! Trying- She's justifying yeah, his yeah. disgusting and manipulative behavior, which is how people stay in toxic relationships. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to say this is necessarily an abusive relationship. It is, like, I would say emotionally not good. He's definitely putting yeah. her through the ringer, but, like, he's not harming It's definitely her. toxic. It's very toxic. It's very toxic. And I think toxic. it can very easily slip into a very bad place. With the, with the behavior and the patterns we're being set up right now. And I cannot believe the fact that she dropped the line to his troubled eyes. I can fix him. Like, oh my god. Well, wait, 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 wait. Handsome face and troubled eyes. I know. Well, it's like, okay, he's, he's hot, hot, but he's a jerk, girl. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what Yellowfang's sister said. <laughs> like, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I guess he's hot, but like, ugh. Um. It's amazing how many uh, father issues we have in our boys here. Um, I feel like, and, and this might be strong words coming from me, but if this feels like <laughs> um, Brambleclaw and Squirrel uh, Flight's relationship, but the toxicity is cranked up like a, a four more clicks. And I mean, maybe this one will be something we can come back to. Oh, when we're looking at uh, Bramble Claw and Squirrel Fight's relationship going forward, because we are nowhere near done with that. No, I know, I know, but just it's, in general. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, yeah. the main difference I'm seeing right now is that while Squirrel Fight has, has still gives him a lot of chances, Squirrel Fight will call him out. Yes, and whereas Yellowfang and Yellowfang isn't even coming. I can fix him. She's just like, yeah, he'll be like that sometimes. 
Which is the I can fix some attitude, okay? <laughs> I guess, I guess. She She's just like, if I'm always yet. perfect and never bring up the couple things I know bother him, which yeah. will come up, th- then he'll never be mad. Like, it's, it's that's the thing is, th- he's going to be mad. He's going to be mad because there's always going to be something new he's mad about. What are you going to do? Get rid of uh, Russet Paw? Like, yeah. her, her existence was an annoyance not that too long ago to him. <laughs> so, yeah. what are you going to do if she walks past you two? And he gets into a mood. Right, it's like, oh, what if she reminds you too much of your dad or something? Like, right. oh, Jesus. What if someone mentions a kitty pet around him and he just is like, oh, you know? Like, it's, it's, yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay, he didn't have a great relationship with his father, but no, I don't know if we, yeah, what, like you said, I don't think that meant he had to murder him. Of course I want to be with you, Yellowfang whispers. So I think that was kind of them. I think that's kind of them getting the, getting together. I guess. I mean, <laughs> Ragged Ragged Pelt gives her ear a lick. He's glad. Now let's get her prey back to camp. That went differently than I thought, but I guess. I mean, they do have a kid together at some point. So now I want to know, know what the what the like what the breaking point is. Her because <laughs> right now she's very much she's not a medicine cat. So when is she about yeah. to become a medicine cat? <laughs> no, Sage Whiskers actually just watching this happen is like, I gotta get this girl out of there. Sage Whiskers like knows somehow about all the details. Oh, her and Little Bird. Her and Little Bird. Are, yeah, oh, yes. Because yes. <laughs> Little Bird's like, like be you don't have to you rush don't need into a that. man. You're young. They're, uh, been, they have spies. You know why they call her Little Bird? Because the bird's spy. <laughs> that Blackbird's cousin is about to go run to her. <laughs> she's a pact with them yeah and it's we sacrifice our cousins we don't like to the <laughs> Yellowfang drops her blackbird into the pitifully small fresh kill pile she's given a lot of congratulations for this but some cats turn away with disappointed sniffs foxheart complains that it's only a scrawny blackbird what use is that to any cat girl we're all starving we're all like literally starving. Can you not? <laughs> she has to because she's the character we hate. I know. It could have been anyone else. Anyone else could have made that point, or even like a bit done like a. And the thing is, she didn't even have to say it like that. She could have just said, "Oh, good catch." I mean, one blackbird won't be enough for everyone, but it is good. Like you know, it could have been like a little more you know subtle, no. but instead, it was just like a straight up. Ugh, that sucks. <laughs> Yellowfang ignores her. I mean, probably the only right option. A strange feeling began creeping over her when she entered camp. A tingling beneath her pelt. As if she was hot and cold. What's the matter with her now? Someone, oh no. She leaves the fresh kill pile to go figure out where this feeling's coming from. It's gonna suck if people get green cough. Can you imagine being sick, but you're not sick? Oh gosh, that's the worst. She's gonna have like... I because I I mean hot but not hot. I'm thinking someone might have a fever or something. Well, her paws take her to the elders' den, and she sees Little Bird tossing restlessly in her nest. Oh no, she's picking up Little Bird's fever. So, yep, you were correct. Yeah, I know. No, the birds should have warned her. <laughs> the the bird Yellowfang caught was the one that she was psychically connected to at the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> she sees through their eyes. Yellowfang races to Sage Whiskers' den and tells her to come quick. Little Bird has a fever. Okay, fetch the herb she needs, Sage Whisker prompts. What? Yellowfang says, struck with shock. Does Sage Whisker have bees in her brain? Yellowfang isn't a medicine cat. She could give Little Bird the wrong thing. She could kill her. Yellowfang's like, you can't put responsibility on me like this. Please don't let me poison people. I don't know what I'm doing. I do not have my medical degree. I don't either. Sage, Whis- <laughs> Sage Whisker hesitates a moment, then shrugs and goes for the herbs. The stores are almost empty, and Yellowfang finds herself bristling. There are so few herbs left, and it's too cold for fresh, fresh plants to grow. What will they do while their whole clan is starving and getting sick? Die, I guess. Sage Whisker bounded off with the herbs, and Yellowfang goes back to Ragged Pelt. He's been looking for her. He thought they could do some battle training with Foxheart and Wolfstep. That sounds like torture, but okay. Yellowfang knows that between her hunger and feeling Little Bird's fever, she wouldn't be able to concentrate on battle practice. She says, no thanks. She is going out hunting again. Oh, come on, Ragged Pelt insists. They hunted all morning. Anger flares up in Yellowfang. Fighting moves aren't going to fill their bellies, she growls. The clan needs to find food, not prepare for battles that might never happen. And all the other clans are too busy trying to fill their own bellies to have time to attack them. Yeah. Ragged Pelt takes a step back, confused. He thought she wanted to be the best warrior she could be. Oh, I'm sorry, you could be mean to me. But I'm not allowed to be mean to you. (laughs) Right. Let the apprentices hunt. They can't ignore battle training just because they can't find, just because the apprentices can't find enough for them to eat. Yellowfang opened her mouth to argue and thinks to herself, since when has it been the apprentice's job to feed the entire clan? Especially now when there's like so little prey to be found. So this is interesting. Yeah. And we're going to see this. Where, like, hey, Ragged Pelt, where did you get this idea that it's the apprentice's job to hunt for the clans? Like, completely. Like, we have two of them right now, and everyone is starving. Right. So it's kind of like, he really just... Values the fighting, like right. he thinks. That's all and so there is. We're keeping the clan healthy and hearty and happy. Yeah, and so we we know he becomes leader, right? We know right now Shadow Clan seems just like pretty much any other clan, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not much different than like Thunder Clan, um, but we know that there is definitely a cultural shift with Broken Star and eventually Fire Star's leader. Or Firestar, sorry, Tiger Star. <laughs> Eventually, Tiger Star is leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're kind of seeing this develop. Like, where uh-huh. are they getting kind of these ideas? And so, yeah, Ragged Pelt's like, mm, warriors don't need to hunt. It's like, excuse me, I thought that was literally like half of their job. Yeah. They have like two things they do hunt and they patrol. hunt and patrol. Right. And then sometimes they fight. But, you know, that's like, yeah, it's that's just like a bonus. 
Um, <laughs> like, what? So where are we going to get... Leave. The kids will die if we don't feed them. Right? <laughs> Leave her, ragged pelt, Foxheart says, pushing up close to his shoulder. She'll get Lizard Stripe to come with them. Ragged Pelt nods and looks at Yellowfang coldly. Then he turns his back on her and headed out of camp. Darn. Yellowfang stares... We're such a winner. Yellowfang stares after him. She thinks that she understands why he behaves the way he does. But that doesn't mean she has to like it. Like, girl, why can't we hold on to that a little tighter? Yeah. Well, she'll go look for Stonetooth and ask to be put on another hunting patrol. Yellow Fang finds Stonetooth with Cedar Star by the leader's den. These two. I think these two are boyfriends. <laughs> um, both of them look far older than their seasons. They're skinny with gray muzzles and their bodies are curled together on the damp moss. They don't look like leaders of a strong and powerful clan. They need New Leaf to come and pray to fill their bellies. They're just curled up together, like, oh, it's so cold. I love them. Stonetooth tells Yellowfang that Deer Leap is leading a patrol. Because Deer Leap, she's like, I'm going to be retiring, like, soon, but not too soon. <laughs> not yet. But, you know, she's like, there's only, like, one kid available to apprentice, and I'm definitely going to be retiring before any more <laughs> coming of age. So she's going to be leading a patrol with Toadskip and Ashheart, and so she can go with them. Yellowfang joins the patrol to eat a puny shrew, then they head off into the forest. The forest still seems empty, but Toadskip catches a mouse, and it's all they see until they hit the walls of the two-leg place. Ashheart doesn't want to get too close. It was crazy how they all attacked like that. She asked Yellowfang what it was like when she had to face that big kitty pet Tom. Was she really scared? Did Ragged Pelt save her life? Yellowfang doesn't know how to reply. Because she really, she doesn't want to bolster Ragged Pelt's lie. Right. But and she also, also, she can't support his lie either if she doesn't know the details. Yeah, she does not want to give him away. And she just mumbles that, you know, oh, it happens so fast. Ashheart says they fought better than she expected, and Yellowfang is relieved that she doesn't probe more into Hal's death. Deerleap come back, comes back towards them. They should be hunting, so she directs them to opposite areas. Stop, uh, stop, stop, uh, stop talking or I'll move your desks away from each other. Yeah, basically. Yellowfang feels hot with shame as she pads towards the brambles she was directed to. She draws in the scent of something green and growing. She finds a piece of bark at the edge of the thicket, and under it, there's a few stems of colt's foot. The bark and brambles must have sheltered it from the worst of the weather. Nice. Colt's foot is good for coughs, Yellowfang thinks. She nips the stems and takes them out of the brambles. Toadskip and Deerleap are looking at her puzzled. Toadskip says she's supposed to be hunting things they can eat. Sagewhisker needs these, Yellowfang insists. Deerleap nods. She's right. And she tells Yellowfang to leave them on the ground for now while she looks for prey. 
Yellowfang apologizes. She can't. They'll wither and freeze. She needs to take them back to Sage Whisker right away. Oh, for StarClan's sake, Toadskip mutters. Well, it's like, hey, I joined this patrol as a bonus. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so off. we already got it. <laughs> Get on my back. Like, I'll be right back. Deerleap says she better go then, but be quick as she can and come right back. Yellowfang nods and bounds off. Hope soars inside her. Herbs are beginning to grow again. Newleaf can't be far off. Approaching the camp, she sees Ragged Pelt and Foxheart scenting the air. Oh, maybe they had decided to hunt after all. But actually, they appear to be practicing tracking. As in, they're playing hide-and-seek, but saying that they're practicing skills. Thank God, these two. They're stalking through the grass and stop when Yellowfang pads up. Herbs? Ragged Pelt asks. Isn't she supposed to be hunting? She rests the herbs on top of her paw, you know, carefully, so they don't touch the ground. Right. And says, Sage Whisker needs these. Ragged Pelt rolls his eyes. Then Sage Whisker should ask the apprentices to gather them for her, not warriors. Foxheart adds that it's not like it's that hard. Um, okay, so here's the thing. She didn't ask me. I uh, thought I would... I, I did it on my own free will because I want the clan to be healthy. I don't know if you guys um know this, but there is only one apprentice. So... Two. Sorry. But, two yeah. apprentices who you don't like. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, that could be one of the reasons why Ragged Pelt is being, like, extra a tool about them. But, like, he shouldn't be basically neglecting his clan to, yeah. you know, sh- stick it to them. So actually, Yellowfang is basically just going to parrot you. Um, why are you so smart, Brenna? Yellowfang snaps... <laughs> Yellowfang snaps that it's a warrior's duty to care for the clan. That means collecting herbs as well as hunting for food and fighting. No, it doesn't, Ragged Pelt says. She's not a medicine cat, so sick clanmates aren't her responsibility. Any cat would think that Yellowfang didn't want to be a warrior. Of course she wants to be a warrior, Yellowfang retorts. Well then, she can let him know when she wants to start battle training again, he says, brushing past her. Like, girl, leave the clan before your son even kills him. <sighs> just leave. These people suck. Yeah, they do. Well, he calls for Lizard Stripe to come out, and Yellowfang heads into camp. She winces as the wall of pain and hunger hits her as she emerges from the tunnel. And she wishes she could tell Ragged Pelt how she feels when her clanmates are in pain. But he would never understand. Yeah, because there's no empathy. Yeah, basically. Yellowfang didn't ask for this. She just wants to be a warrior. So... Poor thing. But yeah, we just have him. He's like, you know, it's like he thinks it's just battle training, you know, and it's like, no, we're actually part of a society. And <laughs> that means taking care of everybody in that society I know. Um, and, you know, helping out where we are needed. So, like, stop being a tool. No, it's just about battle and glory. It's the worst. That's never driven a society to ruin before. Never. <sighs> Want to hit me with a cat fact? Yeah, I do. Um, Maureen, I uh, 
Actually, um, I have something I need to talk to you about. Yeah? So, you know, I've been kind of blacking out around the cat facts. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah, so, well, the other day, see, wild, I got this call from, like, a, a really weird number. I hadn't ever, like, recognized it before. It was, like, 666-1800-SPOOKY. Um, I didn't pick up. Wow. Yeah, I didn't pick up. Um <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's it was probably spam anyways it, right it didn't say spam call but i, I didn't pick up but it did leave a voicemail oh yeah yeah um i just want you to listen to this okay yeah yeah here play it Jingle tongue it's me severed tongue i have an idea for another spooky cat fact i'll send you the links <laughs> So I think I might be getting possessed. Wow. Is it? You know what? Now that you mention it, you have been floating a little. Uh, yeah. And I did once see your head go 360 degrees. Well, I looked it up online. And yeah? apparently the only cure for cat fact-based hauntings um, <laughs> yeah? is to drink some catnip-infused holy water. Oh, okay. So, so I bought some from an epi- online, uh, like an online store, because they had that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Of course, you can find everything online. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to drink it right now, and I think we'll, uh, we'll all be good then. Expel the demon, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, the no. internet was telling the truth, so me, Severed Tongue, I am currently being exercised. Uh, but I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd start like chanting the, the, like the rosary, but I don't know it. That's so okay. I guess I'll just let you go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before I go, I just want to give you one last scary catch fact for the road. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, our ratings have really gone up since you came. So, I mean, like... Maybe I'll come back next year. I don't know. But I, she definitely... She drank that holy water, so I do have to go now. Oh, that's a, that's a real bummer. <clears throat> I mean, oh, oh, thanks for giving me uh, Tangle Tongue back. What? Hit me with the cat fat severed tongue. Well, who are you talking about? I'm back. Is it the whole... Oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> Tangle Tongue, it's so great to see you. Well, How was the catnip water? Um, it just kind of tastes like water, but hold on, I just got an email. Oh, excellent. Um, dear Tangle Tongue, here is a cat fact for you, XOXO Severed Tongue. P.S. I will continue to haunt you if you don't read this. Okay, so I guess I have to read this. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's Severed Tongue? <laughs> Um. <laughs> Beats me. So, in 2020, in Oldney, Maryland, um, they were dealing with a haunting. Sort of. Oh. You see, several households were capturing videos of a mysterious gray creature on their home security cameras. Huh. They nicknamed the apparition Ghost Cat. As it was so large and gray, some thought that it could be a bobcat or a lynx. Ooh. But is Karen... that a synonym? <laughs> but Karen and Roger Efred knew better. After all, they had been feeding the large gray cat for a couple weeks now. 
Oh. So while he weighed approximately approximately 18 pounds and had tufts wow. of gray fur at the end of his ears and was a bit oh. worse for wear, you know, some missing teeth and scars, Hobo, as they named him, was actually just a Maine Coon. Yeah, you know, Marilyn, that's pretty close, so. And would you like to see a photo of Hobo? Oh my gosh, please. And I think you will be able to see the, why some folks probably thought this was a wild cat. Oh, look at that big boy. boy. Yeah. Oh, that's a majestic guy. Yeah. Um, and the efforts were not only were, were not his. Oh, Jesus. Why did I write this this way? I mean, who wrote this this way? Um, <laughs> and the efforts were not his only caretakers. The cat was often spotted and reported on the next door app. Um, where he was locally known as the ghost cat. And it was noted Ooh. there that he was actually not feral and pretty friendly. Hmm. Karen Efred was content with caring for uh, their sometimes visitor outdoors, even setting up a little shelter outside called Hobo's House for him to Aww. sleep in if he liked, which he did. But then Hobo visited on Christmas Day, where Grady... Karen and Roger's grandson, who loves animals, saw him and was concerned that he was going to be cold outside. If you're cold, they're cold. Let them in. So this very caring 14-year-old uh, convinces grandma to allow the animal into the garage. So he lured him in with treats and set up a little bed for him. Oh. And they he was very happy in the garage. But... It was, quote, three hours later, he was in the den with us, unquote. Yep. Yeah. Very quickly, Hobo uh, stole their hearts um, and they were in love with him. He was just such a nice a little guy. Well, not little, but he was a great guy. Um, <laughs> he was a nice big boy. And it was very obvious that he was not a stray. Um, he had actually been discovered by a different neighbor a year before and had been uh, microchipped. Uh and oh, Efred, uh, Karen actually posted on the next door app, and where uh, Hobo's owner commented back. Irina let her know that Hobo was actually known as Koozie, and that he was oh. six years old. He had only been neutered the year before, which is probably why he was always outside. He was trying to, you know, yeah, find a lady, but yeah, um, and. Uh, Irina was actually looking for a new home for Koozie. She had actually previously posted <laughs> on Nextdoor uh, trying to find someone uh, who could care for uh, Koozie because um, she had her reasons. She loved him very much, but he, you know, just wandered and uh, she, you know, actually lost track of him. And I mean, hey. This is this is how we got Palamis. I know. I was like, wow, this is right. almost exactly what happened to Maureen. Um, yeah, this sounds familiar. Yeah, and Karen That's and Roger... That's how we got our big boy. Yeah, Karen and Roger really liked him. And they were, uh, you know, they had actually lost their dog not too long ago. And they had actually agreed not to adopt another pet. But after meeting Hopo, they could not say no. So they agreed yeah. and they adopted him. So... 
he got a new name, a new home, and according to <sighs> the efforts, he does not want to seem to go outside at all. He's just so happy to be in his new place, and I could not be happier for uh, him and for the family. Oh, that's what a wonderful story. Yeah, and he's so big. There, there is a video. There's like a he's news, so big. The local news coverage did uh, uh, cover this, and there's a video of him in people's yard. And I was like, I can see why they thought that was a bobcat. Like, it's just like this gray streak that's huge by like flower yeah. pots. Um, and, and there was another Man. local woman who had picked him up and had him scanned for a microchip, and she had returned him, and he. Uh, you know, he he would leave for weeks, so a lot of people knew about him and would care for him, but not everyone knew he was not astray. So yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad he's indoors now. Yes, and I think he's much happier. And uh, you know, some of the injuries, the teeth were caused by him being outdoors, but um, yeah, he is. I think in a much happier place, and you know, he uh found a good home, and I'm very happy for the efforts, and I hope that. Uh, Hobo lives a long and happy life with them. Yeah. Christmas miracle. I bet he takes up an entire, an entire, like, armchair. Just like. Uh, yeah, well, he takes up an entire coffee table, apparently. And uh, that yeah, was yeah, another yeah, thing yeah. in their interview. They're like, yeah, he went from the garage to the den, and now he sleeps on our bed. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I can't imagine having, like, a dog, like, a dog-sized cat. He's so big. Well, I mean... I have a dog, and yeah, he's a little dog, but Pal is his size. They're the same size. Yeah. So when one comes up and curls up behind my legs, I don't always know who it is <laughs> first. I'm like, who this? <laughs> it's like, oh. So yeah, that was um, that was today's cat fact, I guess. So. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, we'll see if I get possessed next week, but probably not because uh, October will be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, that's a bummer. Uh, Brenna, cover your ears. Uh, tune back in for um, me and Severed Tongue, our new podcast, Warrior Cats. Who's that? You do know I edit this podcast, right? Shh. What did, I just took my headphones out. I actually Shh. don't know what you said. <laughs> You'll never know. It's a secret. Speaking of secrets... <laughs> Yellowfang wakes up and realizes she cannot breathe. Jeez. Yeah, like... There's a reason they walked yikes. back her power. Because they realized that it would kill her. <laughs> she flails in her nest and looks around at the other warriors. Their flanks rise and fall gently as they breathe. And each gasp of air for her is taking massive effort. She staggers out of the den and into the cold camp. But everything seems calm and quiet out here. But then Yellowfang hears voices coming from the elder's den. Yellowfang limps across the clearing, still struggling to breathe. And the same rasping breaths are coming from the den. Lizardfang is telling Little Bird that she can't go on like this. She needs Sage Whisker. Little Bird is laying in her nest, chest heaving as she fights for breath. All Lizard Fang can do is look on helplessly and stroke her shoulder with a paw. Yellow Fang says she'll fetch Sage Whisker. Sage Whisker wakes from a deep sleep, confused. 
She must be exhausted from all the cats who had fallen ill from hunger in the cold. Impatient, Yellowfang grabs a juniper berry from her stores. She takes it to Sage Whisker and says, Little Bird can't breathe. This will help, right? She asks. Sage Whisker nods wearily and murmurs for Yellowfang to call her if there's a problem. Yellowfang, can you just be my apprentice? It's just like this back and forth is so like. I know. It's like, I know you like to be, like, you want to be hard to get and whatever, but. Yeah, you got just, I'm just so honestly, tired. honestly, it probably, depending how the story goes, would have saved Yellowfang a lot of grief if she had just become a medicine cat apprentice like a couple weeks ago. Uh, right. But unfortunately, we're Yellowfang trapped blinks. in this timeline. <laughs> Yep, everything's already happened, so we can't go back. Yellowfang blinks, surprised at Sage Whisker's confidence in her. And she does have the thought that, I am definitely not your apprentice. But instead, she just shrugs and makes her way back to the elder's den. She's like, I cannot breathe. <laughs> Lizardfang looks alarmed when Yellowfang returns alone. He asks why Sage Whisker didn't come. Is she okay? Yellowfang assures him that she's fine. Yellowfang's just helping out. She tells Little Bird that Sage Whisker sent her this juniper berry. It'll help her breathe. Little Bird eats the berry and flops back into her nest. And Yellowfang is relieved to feel the tightness in her own chest ease. She suggests to Lizardfang that they build up her nest on one side. Then she can be more upright when she rests. It should help Little Bird breathe more easily. Which is very smart yeah. and innovative. And, like, girl, you do have the makings of a great medicine cat. Just, like, in, in your heart. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get into this later. <laughs> Little Bird lets out a sigh as she's propped up against the moss. And her breathing is already starting to improve. Thank you, she murmurs to Yellowfang. Lizardfang curls up next to Little Bird to keep her warm. And Yellowfang heads back to the medicine den. Her breathing had eased along with Little Bird's. Sage Whisker is still awake and asks how Little Bird is. Yellowfang tells her that she's better. Sage Whisker shouldn't have to see her tonight. Sage Whisker nods and thanks Yellowfang. She'll, she'll check on Little Bird at dawn. When Yellowfang gets back to the warrior's den, Ragged Pelt is awake. He asks where she's been. Yellowfang replies that she was helping Little Bird. Kissing she other men. Breathe, I so don't she know. What, like, you aren't... <laughs> why are you up? Like, we're not... Uh, I... I get... We're going they out. They're probably laying next... They're probably laying next to each other. She's very warm. I was going to poop. Okay, like, is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> I hope she punched him in her sleep when she was flailing. I hope so too. I hope she sneezes on him when she gets like phantom sneezes. (laughs) Ragged Pelt narrows his eyes. That's Sage Whisker's responsibility, not hers. Yellowfang tells him that she just doesn't want to let her clanmates suffer, okay? Ragged Pelt snorts, half annoyed, half amused. How does. How does she he manage said, to be his medicine cat for, like, the years she was? Well, 
He said they would be leader and deputy, not leader and medicine cat. I got some news for you, friend. He beckons to her with his tail, and Yellowfang curls up beside him, pelts pressing together to keep out the cold. Okay, also this makes me question, like, a lot of things, because, like... How secret was their relationship? I mean, everybody knows right now, but... I you know, know. It, it is understandable, but it is understandable that you know it's like oh you're a nun now, so I'm just so confused. She must have like the kid has to happen before she's medicine cat, right? We'll see, we'll see. But then one knows that's her kid, so must not. But then it's like okay, wait, no one. This kid has to be a secret. He has to just be like a random kid they find. They, we have to do this. Um, however we did it in um the last mystery kid we found in the street like oh <laughs> misty foot and stone fur yeah yeah we got to do it that way because like it because the other option is everyone knows right now that they're kind of a thing and then later on if <laughs> It would be so weird if they're like, yeah, they dated and had a kid, but it's fine now. We're not going to be weird about this. They're our leader and medicine cat. Like, no, no one would ever shut up about it, but no one would was talking about <laughs> it. So no one, no one ha- must know. Like, it has to be a secret or else you think that anyone, anyone would have not known? Like, it's... You go, you go, you go buckle up and listen to the rest of the story. I God, it's driving me insane, though. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. Well, Yellowfang thinks that this is good. And as she sinks into sleep, she wishes they could always be like this. I don't know if that was good. <sighs> right? It's like, that was that like middling average good, to bad. Girl. The full moon hangs above I Shadow Clan like camp. my boyfriend when he's asleep. What? <laughs> what? Girl, run! Like, I get it, girl, but I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so the full moon hangs above the Shadow Clan camp. Yellowfang hadn't been chosen to go to the gathering, but she couldn't sleep until she found out what happened. She springs up as Ragged Pelt is the first to return. <sighs> he yeah. says all the other clans looked better fed than Shadow Clan. And Heatherstar told this ridiculous story about picking up ShadowClan scent on WindClan territory. Yellowfang says that's completely unfair. No cat has been over there. Raggedpelt says that's not all. Raggedpelt's like, I got all the hot goss, girl, don't worry. Featherwhisker, the ThunderClan medicine cat, was asking Foxheart and Russetpaw some very Odd questions. Yellowfang is puzzled. Featherwhisker would have seen Sagewhisker at the half moon. Why would he need to ask questions at the gathering? Unless he was concerned about their warriors looking too thin? Ragged Pelt snorts. Medicine cats should keep their noses where they belong. Which... Yeah. That's not great, dude. 
yellow fangs, which I mean, I mean, to be fair, Feather Whiskers probably just like, hey, hey, uh, does Sage Whisker have an apprentice yet that's going to, you know, doom ThunderClan? <laughs> and Russet Paw's like, I just got here, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because we remember at the beginning of the story, right. Feather Whisker got that omen from the crazy guy. Right. Yeah. Yellowfang soothes him. She's sure it was nothing to worry about. More cats scamper into the camp. Foxheart and Lizardstripe come past. Foxheart stops and asks Yellowfang if she stayed behind to go hunting for herbs. Yeah, it must be real hard to track down leaves, Lizardstripe asks, adds. Her and Foxheart exchange a glance and laugh mockingly. Like, oh my goodness, girls, let's not. Yeah, what are we it's 12? just like, don't. And why are we disrespecting the doctors? We only have one of them. Right. Yellowfang rolls her eyes and doesn't respond, and they continue on towards the warrior's den. Ragged Pelt tells Yellowfang that they have a point. She spends too much helping Sage Whisker when she should be doing warrior duties. And it's like, okay, Ragged Pelt, but you think warrior duties is like just battle training. Because, like, she went out hunting. She's, like... Uh, dude. This sucks. Yellowfang bristles. She tells him he's not clan leader, so don't tell her what to do. Get him. She turns her back on him, but feels his breath at the back of her neck. Ragged Pelt murmurs that he's not telling her what to do. It's just a suggestion. I hate you. She's a warrior, not a medicine cat. I hate him. He knows that. She knows that. But she needs to make sure that it's clear to the rest of the clan, too. I hate him. Like, no, she's helping. Like, everybody help each other. I hate you. <laughs> I just, just, this is what's wrong with our society, too. Like, everybody just help each other. Ugh. The next morning, Yellowfang asks Cedarstar if she can join a patrol. So she joins Archeye, Wolfstep, and Amberleaf. Ragged Pal gives her an approving look. He's on a different patrol, and Yellowfang wishes she could hunt with him, but feels satisfied that he can't say she doesn't do warrior duties. She's like, look at me, I'm patrolling. I mean, that's not battle training. It's not good enough. <laughs> right? Like, ugh. Mm. Arshai takes the patrol to hunt by the Thunderpath. Um, nobody's been there in a few days, so it's like, ooh, let's go check. They approach where the tunnel leads to WindClan. Archeye can't believe Heatherstar accused them of trespassing. Amberleaf says to let her talk. WindClan cats are all meow and no claws. Which I wish was a phrase we used more often That's because I kind of good. love it. I love it. Let's bring that back. Hey, new Warriors team. Let's bring this one back. Yellowfang isn't so sure. She sniffs around the grass for herbs and prey. She freezes. There's another scent here, and it's not one that she had hoped for. Wait, she calls to the patrol as they started to move away. They may have intruders. Wind Clan intruders. Yellowfang beckons them with her ears to sniff. Amberleaf confirms that's them, that's and it's fresh. I need to know how she beckoned them with her ears. Oh my gosh, right. Yeah, you wiggle them? <laughs> uh, little wiggles. 
Archie says they should see if they can pick up the trail. But to keep quiet, they might still be around. Archie takes the lead as they follow the scent. And Yellowfang thinks, how dare Wind Clan accuse them of trespassing, then set their filthy paws on Shadow Clan territory. So someone's having a date. Mm. That's what I think is happening. Who do you think it is? I don't know any of these characters, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, uh, 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 I mean, maybe it's uh, one of Yellowfang's siblings, because, I mean, how else are we going to get rid of them oh. out of the story? Think uh, Nut Whiskers got a, a, a Wing Clan uh, cutie? Maybe. Oh. The trail leads towards the underground tunnels and the patrol rounds a thicket and came upon four cats. Oh? They were confidently surveying the Shadow Clan territory, and Yellowfang recognizes them from gatherings. It's Dawnstripe, Talltail, Redclaw, and Shrewpaw. Which, I think Talltail and Sh- Shrewpaw were... I don't... Never mind. <laughs> we haven't done Tall Tall Stars Revenge yet, so... But I feel like... I feel like Shrewpaw was a warrior with tall tail. So once again, the timeline is made up. Yeah, the timeline. We're we're just gonna focus on what's up in Shadow Clan. <laughs> all, all the other clan stuff, and take it with a grain of salt. What in the name of Star Clan are they doing here? Archie demands, and the Wing Clan cats all jump at the sound of his voice. <gasps> they whip around to face the Shadow Clan patrol. And Yellowfang sees a flash of guilt, but then defiance. Dawnstripe steps forward and says ShadowClan's scent has been found on WinClan territory. Archie says that's not true, and his fur bristles. Yellowfang moves to stand at Archie's shoulder, and out of the corner of her eye, she can see his ribs jutting through his patchy coat. Oh. Can't these Wind Clan cats see that they're all so weak they can barely make it to the edge of their own territory? Like, let alone trespass any further? Amberleaf says even if they had trespassed on Wind Clan territory, which they didn't, it wouldn't give them the right to be over here. She takes a threatening step forward. Get out now. Oh, can't they stay and have a look around? Shrewpaw asks, his voice full of mock disappointment. These skinny creatures aren't going to be able to stop them. Yikes. It's uh, messed up because eventually, someday, you guys will be in this tunnel half-starved because you were draw- driven out by uh, this very clan. I mean, it wasn't this tunnel. Oh, but it, it wasn't this tunnel. Ha- like I just, I, uh, there's only so... I, I didn't know. No, no, the tunnel that they end up in is a, is a bit of a trek mm. away. It's like past Ravenpaw and Barley's barn. So. Without saying a word, Yellowfang and her clanmates step into a battle line. She feels a bolt of anger. Shadow Clan is strong. How dare these Wind Clan cats talk to them like this? Look, Archie says. They know that they're in the wrong, so they can leave now and avoid a fight. The Wind Clan cats don't move. And if they don't, Redclaw sneers, are they going to eat him? Wow. 
Archeye screeches and leaps straight at Redclaw. And in less than a heartbeat, the rest of the cats followed. But as Archeye and Redclaw clashed, Yellowfang felt a jolt of pain deep in her bones. She staggers and almost loses her balance. Talltail looms over her. Yellowfang struggles to get into a position to defend herself. Beside her, she sees Amberleaf with blood welling from a scratch at her flank. And when Dawnstripe leaps at her again, Yellowfang shrieks with pain. Yellowfang collapses on the ground, her mind filled with visions of fur being shredded and blood gurgling in her throat. She feels Talltail's claws slicing her pelt to the flesh, but she can only beat her paws at him feebly. Tallstar! <laughs> right, dude? Well, Dawnstripe uh, tells Talltail to back off. Yellowfang can barely hear through the fog of pain, but Dawnstripe says they've done enough. That will teach these mangy cats not to trespass on WindClan territory. So Dawnstripe was like, ooh, that's a rough one. Did they even <laughs> trespass? Like, what stop. even happened? We don't... Shadow Clan is saying they did not trespass. Okay. We don't have any... Proof. Uh, any... Uh, any proof that Shadow Clan has trespassed. They're saying no, they did not. So Wind Clan trespassed because they said Shadow Clan was trespassing. Right. Yeah, so that was dumb. Yellowfang is too battered to speak. Beyond the pain, all she can think is that these WindClan cats are going to get away with invading ShadowClan. Then Paw steps thunder towards them. Whoa. It's the other patrol. <laughs> she blinks away the darkness threatening to overwhelm her and looks up. Raggedpelt is facing the WindClan cats. He snarls for them to get out. If they think they can come here and attack ShadowClan cats, they can think again. His claws will show them they're wrong. Yellowfang sees that the WindClan cats also suffered injuries. They're in no mood for an additional fight. Redcloth thrusts his nose to Ragged Pelts. Don't dare set a paw on WindClan territory again, or they'll get more of the same. Ragged Pelt snorts. You terrify me. <laughs> Redclaw just glares. Then the WindClan cats draw back, heading towards their own territory. Yellowfang's head rests back on the ground. Blood pulses out of her own wounds, and she feels the agony of every other cat's injuries. She's dimly aware of Ragged Pelt licking her ears warmly. He says, let's get her back to camp. No, Yellowfang mutters. They need to help Amberleaf first. She's badly scratched. Oh? Raggedpelt touches his nose to her ear, and his voice is unusually gentle. Stupid furball, he says. Stop worrying about every other cat for once. With Raggedpelt on one side and her father, Brackenfoot, on the other, Yellowfang manages to stand and stagger back to camp. And as they enter the clearing, their clanmates rush out. There are yowls of shock and distress when they see how badly the patrol is wounded. Brightflower rushes to her daughter. Oh, Yellowfang, she says, eyes wide in dismay. 
Come straight to Sage Whisker to have those wounds looked at. Brightflower keeps pace with her as Ragged Pelt and Brackenfoot support her to the medicine den. Some cat must have warned Sage Whisker. She's already getting cobwebs ready. Sage Whisker tells Brightflower to go with Amberleaf to the warrior's den to help clean her scratches. She'll be over as soon as she's dealt with Yellowfang. See, Brightflower can help Sage Whisker out. Come on, people. Yeah, she's a mom. These these young Shadow Clan cats just they gotta get their priorities correct. Once the other cats had left, Sage Whisker crouches down beside Yellow Fang. It's worse this time, isn't it? Yellow Fang looks to her and nods. Sage Whisker narrows her eyes, thinking. Sage Whisker starts to plaster cobwebs on her wounds. This time, she's not just feeling the pain of other cats. She runs a paw over the scratches on Yellow Fang's shoulder. Sage Whisker points out that she could have defended herself easily from this kind of injury. But instead, she's badly hurt because she can't bring herself to fight. Yellow Fang knows too much about pain to inflict it on other cats, and that makes it impossible for her to be a warrior. Wow. Sage Whisker pauses, and Yellow Fang is startled by the sympathy in her eyes. It's time to face your destiny, Sage Whisker announces. Yellowfang has to be a medicine cat. Here we go. Here we go. Yellowfang spends the next half moon in the medicine den. She longs to be hunting for her clan, but every time she rises to her paws, she feels shaky. Time drags slowly. One morning, Yellowfang is stretching her back, longing for her strength to return, and Sage Whisker comes in looking worried. She says Nettlespot's milk is drying up again. Pool Cloud has been hunting for her, but Nettlespot doesn't seem to want the prey. Yellowfang comments that's not good. She'll get weaker if she doesn't eat. Sage Whisker nods. She tells Yellowfang to find her something to build up Nettlespot's appetite, won't she? Yellowfang goes to the medicine stores. Sorrel should be good for that, she murmurs to herself. She remembers Sage Whisker used it for Lizard Fang when he had refused to eat. Yellowfang finds a few shriveled leaves to give to Sage Whisker. Sage Whisker thanks her and gives her wounds a sniff. She says they're almost healed. She'll be well enough to attend Russet Pond's and Boulder's warrior ceremony. They're being made warriors? Yellowfang exclaimed. Sage Whisker said they passed their assessment yesterday. So much has happened since she's been stuck here, Yellowfang sighs. Sage Whisker takes the herbs and gives her a sharp glance. It's only the medicine den, not the far side of the moon, she points out dryly. There are worse places to be. And it's often the best place to know what's happening in every corner of camp. She's like... Ma'am, this is my home. <laughs> also, I'm sorry you, you haven't gone outside because you don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Ragged Pelt ducks into the den. Yellowfang lets out a pleased purr. He's visited her every day since the battle, always asking Sage Whisker when Yellowfang could return to warrior duties. Oh, see, I thought she, um... 
So she's sick or she's hurt. I thought. Yeah. Well, Sage Whiskers, like, you have to be a medicine cat. But right now she is just wounded. She has been taking a very long time to recover from this battle. She can try her legs outside the camp today, Sage Whisker announces, not waiting for the inevitable question before leaving the den. (laughs) Ragged Pelt's eyes gleam. Great. Why don't they walk to the big oak tree? Cedar Star interrupts them by calling the clan to meet. Yellowfang says it must be Russet Paw and Boulder's warrior ceremony. Ragged Pelt narrows his eyes, but says nothing. Well, girl, you messed up. You messed up your one rule. Don't mention the two things that make him angry. <laughs> like, they're our clan mates. Right. Well, that's my point. He's always, it's always going to be stupid. Yeah. Always. Boulder and Russetpaw sit near the base of the clan rock, heads raised, but looking nervous. Cedar Star begins. These two cats came to them from Two Leg Place. Many of them were afraid they would not fit into clan life. Cedar Star is pleased to say that they were wrong. He asks Featherstorm and Mousewing if Russetpaw and Boulder have proven themselves worthy of becoming a warrior. And the apprentices swell with pride as their mentors answer yes. Aww. Cedar Star asks if they promise to uphold the warrior code and protect and defend this clan, even at the cost of their life. And they do. From this moment on, Russetpaw will be known as Russetfur. Star Clan honors her loyalty and courage, and they welcome her as a full warrior of Shadow Clan. Cedar Star turns to Boulder. He knows Boulder does not wish to change his name. And Starclan will see him as a warrior by what he does, not by what he is called. Aww. They honor. That's very nice, isn't it? Right. God, they're the the next leader sucks so much. Yeah. They honor his bravery and determination, and they welcome him as a full warrior of Shadow Clan. The clan yowls their congratulations loud. Once newcomers regarded with such suspicion to begin with, they had clearly earned their popularity among their clanmates. So everybody just loves them. It's great. Beautiful. Ragged Pelt doesn't join in, though. Of course. He watches with grim disapproval, jaws firmly shut. Yellowfang tries to yowl twice as loud to make up for his silence. Because there's no point challenging him about it. Oh, God. Keep making excuses for him. Yep. How about that walk? Ragged Pelt asks once the ceremony is over. Maybe they could pick up some prey on the way. Yellowfang falls into step beside him, but warns him she may not make it as far as the big oak. Her wounds feel sore and her legs are weak from lack of use. But it feels so good to take breaths of fresh, cold air and to see something other than the medicine den walls. They pad through the forest together. They must get her back into battle training, Ragged Pelt decides. Then, next time when Wind Clan attacks, she'll be better prepared. 
he's been thinking about some new fighting moves. And Yellowfang listens to him describe his ideas to improve her skills with a sinking feeling deep in her belly. Well, what does she think? Ragged Pelt prompts once he's finished. So I'm going to become a priest. She... <laughs> She's not fully healed yet, Yellowfang says, seeking desperately for excuses. Maybe in another quarter moon. Ragged Pelt halts, whiskers twitching. Warriors have to be strong at all times, he reminds her. She only feels weak because she's been sitting in her nest for too long. Yellowfang bows her head. Yes, she says, he's probably right. Girl. I hate him. By the time they return to camp, Yellowfang is worn out. She meets Sage Whisker as she heads for the medicine den. Sage Whisker tells her it's the night of the half moon. She's going to the Moonstone to meet the other medicine cats. Yellowfang says she hopes all goes well. And remembers how Ragged Pelt had told her about Feather Whisker's questions. Wondering, like, is he going to quiz Sage Whisker as well? Sage Whisker's sure it'll be fine. Sage Whisker wants Yellowfang to stay in her den for one more night. Tomorrow she can return to the warrior's den. Ragged Pelt touches his nose to her shoulder, and she suggests they eat first. They share a vole, and Yellowfang retreats to Sage Whisker's den. She feels fuzzy with tiredness, and she curls up into the nest and sinks deeply into sleep. Yellowfang wakes in the dark to the sound of a startled meow and a sharp blow to her ribs. A cat had tripped over her. Sorry, Yellowfang, Pool Cloud says. She forgot she was there. Yellowfang asks what's the matter. It's Cloud Kit, Pool Cloud says anxiously. He keeps vomiting. He must have eaten something bad when Nettlespot wasn't looking. She came to look for herbs to help him. And Yellowfang thinks that the wrong herbs could kill the poor little scrap. She's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> like you can't just you can't just come and start giving him pills, lady. So Yellowfang heaves herself out of her nest and she'll says she'll see if she can find Cloud Kit something. So she goes to the herb stores. Not Yarrow. That would make him sicker. What she needs is Willow. There's only a small fragment of the Willow leaf left. She tells Pool Cloud that there isn't much, but it's probably enough for a tiny kit. Pool Cloud nods. Flustered. Whatever Yellow Fang thinks is best. Yellow Fang leads the way back to the nursery. Nettlespots is crouched over Cloudkit, and he's stretched out on the moss. He retches, but nothing comes out. Nettlespots looks to them as they enter. Please, she begs, they need to fetch Sage Whisker. She lost his sister, and she cannot bear to lose this one as well. Which is really sad. Sorry, Nettlespots. Yellowfang tells her that Sage Whisker is at the Moonstone, but she's brought something to treat Cloudkit with. Nettlespot blocks Yellowfang with a paw. What is she doing? She's not a medicine cat. Leave him alone. She might make him worse. Pool Cloud tells her gently that it's okay. Yellowfang knows what herb to use, and Sage Whisker isn't here. They don't have a choice. But you were just gonna go let Pool Cloud pull something out of the pull something. Yeah, out whatever. Of you know, I girl. trust Pool Cloud. I guess. Nettle Spots hesitates for a moment, then draws back, letting Yellowfang get close to Cloudkit. 
She watches Yellowfang with wide, worried eyes as she chews the willow leaf and carefully pushes the pulp into Cloudkit's mouth. Cloudkit lets out a pitiful little yuck. Yellowfang comforts him. It's okay. She massages his throat with a paw until she's sure that he swallowed the leaf. She tells him that it tastes nasty, but it'll make him better soon. Which, hey girl, that's some good bedside manner. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're doing some, you know, massaging the throat. Mm-hmm, that feels mm-hmm. like an advanced move. Could have just pinched like... his nose, but... <laughs> yeah, I liked your boy better. She asks Pool Cloud to fetch some wet moss. Pool Cloud returns with the dripping moss, and Cloudkit suckled it eagerly. Yellowfang thinks that he's already looking a bit livelier. She's not sure exactly what else to do, so she bends down and presses an ear to the kit's belly. She hears a churning sound, like water falling into a pool. That's right, she tells Cloudkit. Keep drinking as much as you can. Nettlespot is watching every movement Yellowfang makes like a hawk. Yellowfang feels her tension. If anything went wrong, she knows Nettlespot would lash out. <laughs> She's like, this mom would beat me up. Yeah. But Cloudkit is relaxing now, blinking up at his mother. He wants milk. Nettlespot lays on her side and begins to draw him near. Thinking fast, Yellowfang tells her not to do that. Keep him on water for tonight to give his belly a rest. Cloudkit mews in protest. Nettlespot glares at Yellowfang, but nods reluctantly. But only until dawn, she says, when Sage Whisker comes back. She's like, still don't really trust you, but until I have a doctor. I guess you were. Fine. Yellowfang claws the vomit-soaked bedding away, and Pool Cloud gathers more from the far side of the nursery and gets more soaked moss. Once Nettlespot and Cloudkit were settled comfortably, Yellowfang left. Pool Cloud follows her out of the nursery to thank her. She was brave to step in and help. She's sure Cloudkit will be fine until Sage Whisker comes back. Yellowfang hopes so. That'd be awkward. <laughs> you were gone for like one night and I killed a kid. Oh, God. She's like, all right, I take back everything I said. Yeah, Go back mind. to the warrior's den. Yellowfang stumbled back to the medicine den to collapse in her nest. It seemed like barely a heartbeat when Yellowfang is woken again. Pool Cloud is prodding her in the ribs. Is it Cloudkit? Yellowfang asks, springing to her paws. Is he worse? Pool Cloud reassures her that Cloudkit is fine. He slept through the night and now he's wriggling around like a fox in a fit, wailing for milk. <laughs> She adds that Nettlespots didn't give him any. She's keeping him on water, just like Yellowfang says. And Yellowfang winces like, oh, I don't know if you guys should be following my advice. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> she's like, but oh, something God, about that sentence is like, right God, it reminds me of every other time that she's been a doctor in the past or it, technically in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Yellowfang follows Pool Cloud to the nursery and Dawn cast pale light into camp. Nettle Spots is in her nest while Cloudkit jumped up and down beside her in the moss. He complains that he's hungry. Why can't he have milk? <laughs> he was sick yesterday, not today. 
<laughs> you were just <laughs> yesterday is in the past, mother. I want milk. Also, what I like that saying, like a fox in a fit. Is that? Yeah, like a fox. Uh, they've been, they've been laying no, out they, a lot they, of good sayings recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nettle Spots nods to Yellowfang. He's much better, and her eyes glow as she looks at her active little kit. Sage Whisker pokes her head in, back from the moonstone. What's this she hears about Cloud Kit, she asks. He looks fine to her. Nettlespot says he's better now, but he was so sick last night, she was so scared for him. Yellowfang explains nervously that she gave him Willow and told Nettlespots to keep him on water overnight. And I'm hungry, Cloud Kit repeats. <laughs> The past was yesterday. I need milk now. Sage Whisker lets out a morale of sympathy, which that they, they use that a lot. M-R-R-O-W. Usually to denote like a laugh mm. or something like amusement, which led to me sitting on the couch taking notes trying to figure out exactly what that noise was. Is it like a... Well, is it like a... Or like a... Yeah, I think so. Anyways, yeah, I was just, my girlfriend was actually playing a video game, and I was doing this, and I just take off their headphones like... Babe, you good? What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, great. I mean, I would, I, I'm surprised that they even had to ask. I forgot to tell you. Um, yesterday I went to a Halloween party and I was dressed up as Moomin. And oh, yeah? a friend of mine, because I, I was like wearing a white wig and white uh, pointy ears. And a friend of mine who Aww. knows about the podcast was like, are you a warrior cat? Because <laughs> I did have a tail. And I was like, no, I'm Moomin. But I got to tell you that I got to tell Morgan about this. Uh, oh, that's great. Gosh, I should probably get some cat ears for the for my work party and just go as a warrior cat. Sage Whisker says Cloud Kit can feed for a short while, but Yellowfang was right to allow him only water until his belly had settled. Sage Whisker examines Cloud Kit, then leaves him peacefully suckling. She leads Yellowfang back to the medicine den. Sage Whisker tells her that she did well. Without Yellowfang, Cloud Kit might not have made it until she got back. Yellowfang shrugs. She's bound to have picked up something about herbs staying in this den so long. But, like, girl, you're good at this. You've always been good at this. Like, even before this, you've been pretty good at this. Sage Whisker faces her with a gentle look of determination. Doesn't she think she should stop avoiding the real issue? Yellowfang. Your destiny is to be a medicine cat. Is she ready to accept that? No. And we'll leave you there. What do you guys think? Do you think she'll accept it? I don't think she will. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. All right. Uh, well, in the meantime, folks... In the meantime, if you want to let us know if you've accepted your destiny or not, then uh, follow us on 
uh, social media. We're WCWITCast on uh, at least Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can also email us at WCWITCast at gmail.com if you want to let us know anything. And if you want to help out the podcast, you can uh, monetarily support us uh, through Ko-Fi or Coffee. It is linked in the episode description. But the best way to help the podcast is to share it with a friend and be like, hey, this episode has like a handbook on what to see in a toxic relationship. <laughs> like, very clearly. It's it's, uh, it's upsetting. Because <laughs> um, I love my girl. I can't believe this is happening to her. But, you know, backstory and all. And sadly, we know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yellow fang. Well... I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangletown. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?